0: Hey, Choir Nation. Before we begin, I want to let you know that Choirs Are Horrible is going back on sale only for this Black Friday through Cyber Monday. So it's four days. Uh, This is 2017, okay? This is Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Cyber Monday following Thanksgiving. And like I said, the first time, you know, we only do these in limited phases. So if you want this one before Christmas, Make sure you pick it up this weekend. All right, I hope you enjoy this episode coming up, and uh, we'll catch you within the episode. And share this one with your students. Choir directors are creative, resourceful, dedicated and sometimes completely out of ideas. Not to worry. The Choir Ninja podcast is here with solutions you never saw coming. Get ready for some training, wisdom, and inspiration from the masters. Let Ryan Guth guide your journey to becoming a Choir Ninja. What's the best part about being a ninja? The gear. It's the nunchucks, the katanas, the throwing stars. It's the same for choir ninjas. The difference between an ordinary and a masterful performance may come down to your most basic and essential piece of equipment, your music folder. My Music Folders creates a superior product, and they do it with a smile. And because they are friends of the podcast, they have a killer deal for you right now. Get the bulk purchase price break without having to buy in bulk. So, whether you have to restock your entire classroom or you just need to replace a few folders, you will get the best possible pricing on the best possible product. So, like a ninja, sneak on over to mymusicfolders.com and use the code NINJA when you check out. Today's episode is brought to you by SightreadingFactory.com. Do you hate teaching sight singing? Do you have a carbon footprint the size of Sasquatch because you run off endless sheets of sight singing examples only to hear your students groan in agony when it's time to sight sing in rehearsal? SightReadingFactory.com is a web-based tool that will compose custom sight reading examples based on specifications that you choose. Your choir will actually enjoy sight singing and so will you. Plus, you will get back hours of your life and finally feel like the choir ninja you were destined to be. If that isn't cool enough, you can add student accounts that link directly to your teacher dashboard so your kids can practice or even take recorded assessments from home. As a sponsor of this show, SightReadingFactory.com has an exclusive deal just for you, Choir Nation. When you purchase their insanely affordable one-year subscription, you will unlock 10 free student accounts just for using the promo code NINJA at checkout. That's Ninja, N-I-N-J-A. So head over to SightReadingFactory.com. That's SightReadingFactory.com. And don't forget to use the promo code NINJA at checkout to unlock your 10 student accounts absolutely free. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Choir Ninja Podcast. And today we have a very important episode that you can share with your students. This is Going to be released on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving 2017, and that's for a specific reason so you can share it with your students on that lull day that is right before the Thanksgiving holiday. Now, students, if you're listening, I want to make sure that you, you know who's talking to you. My name is Ryan Guth, and I am the creator of the Choir Ninja podcast. Your director listens to me regularly, and I also get The wonderful opportunity to interview conductors that are famous in our field and also conductors that are just kicking butt every day uh, as a high school choir director, middle school choir director, community choir director, church choir director, all kinds of choir directors that are doing great things. Uh, that are ninjas in the community, that's who I interview regularly. And sometimes it's just me on my own giving my two cents. And that's what today is. So today we're going to talk about why competition is important and worthwhile and what happens when you lose and what are some of those takeaways when you lose. Now, competition is very important. Now, if you're talking to like a small business guy, you're talking to like the guy who thinks, you know, Small business and competition in free market capitalism are the backbones of America. That's really kind of like my own little background. That's you know I salute the flag and say hashtag America and all that kind of stuff, and uh, because I believe competition makes us better, I believe it challenges us to new heights. Now you may not agree with me completely on that on that sense, but. We have to agree that competition does something really, really important and plays a part in our curriculum. So when your teacher uh, brings to you the applications for region, state, area auditions, solo ensemble contests, auditions for solos in school performances, auditions for the school musical, and auditions for the school talent show, what is your reaction? Are you the one who says, ooh ooh me, I wanna sign up for that, I wanna get every opportunity I possibly can in order to showcase my talent? Or are you the kind of person that gets butterflies in your stomach and says, there is no way that I'm going to sign up for that. There is already somebody better than me in the choir, in the potential cast for the musical, uh, out here in the state or the region or the area that is gonna kick my butt. They're gonna be better than me, and I just don't stand a chance, so I'm not even gonna try. Well, today I need to let you know, you have to try. And the only way that you become one of the people that new choir members around the state, or area, or region, or your own school, you become one of the people that they that they fear by doing more things that cause you to compete, right? So. When you have an audition and you decide to shy away from that audition, well, you're not really doing yourself any good and you're not really even challenging the people that are going for those positions. And the the thing about it is that really makes me sad for you if you don't go out to these things is they are missing out on a chance to under, to get to know you, the directors, the conductors, they might not ever know you and how awesome you are as a person and potentially even as a singer or actor or actress if you don't go out there and give it a shot, okay now I know Wayne Gretzky says you know you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take and blah blah blah, and all that sort of motivational stuff, but you have to remember that pure talent alone is not an indication of whether somebody is going to choose you, you have to remember that there is all these criterion that directors have when they are looking for somebody for the solo, for the lead in the musical, second tree from the right in the musical, the solo and ensemble um, competitions and that kind of thing. They're looking for certain characteristics, and you may just have a bunch of those and... lot of that singing stuff there as well. So, so let's, let's try to break down sort of what competition really teaches you as an individual. Okay. Let's talk about practice. It teaches you how to practice effectively. If you're going to be the diff, if there's going to be a, you know, a point, two point difference between you getting the seat in regional choir and not getting the seat in regional choir, you're going to have to learn to practice effectively. You're going to have to learn to, to narrow down the micro you know, and figure out, okay, these two measures are totally killing me. I need to spend time on these two measures. right? How many of you, when you go home and practice, if you go home and practice, and you can raise your hand if you're listening to this, how many of you go home and practice from the beginning to the end, from the beginning to the end, from the beginning to the end, you sing it through, and then you say, "Well, I've practiced, right?" And then, how many of you? And I guarantee it's a smaller amount of people. How many of you? And you can raise your hand on this one too. Spend time in the minutia, right? Spend time on that one measure, phrase, that interval that is always kicking your butt, or you know, you're always just you're. You know, there's a there's that that accidental and you always forget that accidental but you you know but you go back and you make sure you get it right. So those are those are the kind of people those detail oriented people that learn to practice effectively. Those are the ones that separate you know the good from the great, okay? Competition teaches you how to budget your time for long-term goals. Like I said, if you break things down into smaller pieces, they don't really become that overwhelming. So so it teaches you to budget your time. Well, you know what? If I have a 12-page piece to memorize for the all-state auditions, well, let's say you have 12 weeks. All you need to do is learn a page a week. That's not hard to do, right? Um, I'm sure maybe the time frame is a little bit less than that, but who couldn't do two pages a week for six weeks? That'd be very easy to do, all right? And especially if you learn how to make it a cumulative uh, practice. You do the first two pages. You review the first two pages. Do the next two pages, and that kind of thing. It teaches you how to budget your time. It also teaches you how to persevere, especially when the music isn't fun, right? You didn't choose it. It's not what you would normally do, but you have to look at it like a job. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do, right? So, so think about think about how much fun it is to do your own piece and the difference between the piece that somebody hands you well the great thing is when somebody hands you a piece they're saying here this is what you have to do this is what it is they're actually taking all the guesswork out of it you have to do this from point a to point b learn this great okay so so it's just like a job when your boss says you got to do this for no good reason well guess what you do it and this one has a good reason because you learn how to practice. Obviously, it competition teaches you how to focus in the midst of distractions. Right, there are going to be all sorts of variables that are going to affect the outcome of your audition for um, Allstate, and you know it might just be, you know, they're running late, or you have people singing in every which direction around you, and guess what? You have to stick through it and do it anyway. Even when, the, even when the environment isn't ideal. And that's a valuable skill uh, to have. How to perform under pressure. I mean, just the audition itself for a lot of you might be pressure. Well, guess what? You know, pressure makes a diamond, right? So, so learn how to perform under pressure. It teaches you how to win. It teaches you how to lose gracefully. And how to prepare for the next audition. And I want to just give you one little aside. I've done a ton of auditions in my career. And I have to tell you, I love working with teachable students. I will take a teachable student over a talented student any day of my life. So guess what? If you're a great, awesome, sweet, kind human being, but you don't think you're the most talented, Guess what? You ought to get out there and audition because a teacher like me would take you over the 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 star any day of the week cuz I can teach you to do anything, but I can't teach you to be a better person. Okay? That's a much longer process and I don't have that much time, right? So so well, I guess I can teach you to be a better person, but that takes like the full 4 years in high school, right? But but when it comes to just getting the job done, we have an audition for a solo. Okay, if you're sweet and kind and nice, guess what? I will help you, and you will learn cause, because you will listen, and you don't think you know better, and it'll be great. So, so um, just remember that. That's that's my little little sidebar. Okay, so now we got to think, teachers, what do you say to your students who win? What do you say to your students who win, and what do you say to your students who lose? that communication is really important. We should also think about, these are just questions to prompt you. If you're somebody who is the auditionee, the person that is auditioning, what do you say to yourself when you win? And what do you say to yourself when you lose? And I know that lose one can be very difficult these days, because as soon as somebody wins, boom, Instagram, boom, Snapchat, right? But when you lose, and you're watching people post on Instagram, on Snapchat, or Twitter, or whatever. You're you might just be beating yourself up inside, saying, "Ah, I'm just, I'm not that person." That just that kills me, right? But guess what? And I'm not here to be like Mister Rogers. You're you're special, okay? You are special, but I'm not here to tell you that. Your self talk is so incredibly important. Do you look at do you look at a failure, so to speak, and say, "Well"? that was feedback i'm getting feedback on the way that i practice okay or on the way that i presented this particular piece okay if you did not get the role or you did not get this the the solo first of all it's most likely not personal at all okay unless your teacher's a jerk and guess what you're listening to the Choir Ninja podcast, so your teacher's obviously pretty smart. So I'm assuming that your teacher is probably not a jerk, and you didn't get that 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 uh, uh, solo, or you didn't get that that part in the in the musical because of some other reason that wasn't personal. It might have it might have been something having to do with a particular look they were going for. It may have been um, a level of preparedness. It may have, there's all these variables. It may have been the bad taste they had in their mouth because they they ate a piece of terrible chicken right before you showed up for the audition and they looked at you, they also had a bad taste in their mouth, they correlated the two and for some reason your score was lower. I mean, it could be anything, right? But when you lose, what do you say to yourself? Do you say, gosh, that was a personal attack on my character? Well, I hope you don't. I hope you look at and say well what can I do next time to make sure I cross all my T's and dot all my eyes so that there is no chance that the the cause of me you know uh, not getting this particular position not getting the solo had to do with with my preparedness right you want to make sure that you've done everything possible to make sure that only the only thing left over is variables. The only thing left over is variables because you have done the work first. I guarantee you, and you can look around the room and you can probably nod to each other and say, yeah, you know what, at that last audition, I, I think I probably could have been prepared a little better. I mean, who, do, who couldn't say that, right? It takes a very competent worker to walk into an audition saying, yeah, I totally got this. But if you can't walk into an audition saying, I totally got this, and I've done everything possible to get, to get this particular role, or whatever, then you probably haven't done enough work. And if you still don't get it, it had to be a variable. It had to be some kind of variable that was out of your control completely. So cover whatever you can cover that's under your control, okay? Use that feedback, if you get feedback, to prepare for your next audition. It's like, it's like the cheat sheet. If you speak to your director afterwards and say, hey, what could I, what could I have done better? Obviously not, hey, why didn't I get that part? But, hey, what, what could I have done better? Your director is going to look at you and say, wow, Molly really wants to get better. And I, I see that character shining through in her that she is going to try harder next time and she's going to take the, the constructive criticism that I gave out and she's going to apply it. And honestly, that's going to make the director want to give you the, the part next time. Really, having that proactive, that initiative, uh, that proactivity, that initiative to come forward and say, hey, what could I have done better? And not in a judgy way, not in a why didn't you pick me way, but a, hey, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to, to be able to control everything I can control next time. What could I have done better? You know, then you're going to have a director who says, wow, that's a really great kid. Okay. So what do you actually win when you win? What is that? What do you win? Do you win a trophy? Well, guess what? I'll tell you this. I got a lot of trophies when I was a kid because I was a competitive martial artist, and guess what? (laughs) They are all in my parents' attic still, and I haven't looked at them in about 20 years. Okay, so the trophy thing, forget it. Okay, the ribbon, guess what? It's going to be under your bed, and you're never going to see it after you put it there, okay? And one day, your parents are going to call you and say, could you please clean up your childhood bedroom? Okay, because we're throwing things out. And you're going to see it, and you're going to go, oh, that was great. And so many more things are going to have happened that matter more, right? So so if it's just the medal or the trophy, forget it. How about the rating? Oh, I, you know, gosh, I got a, I got a superior. Well, does that mean you're superior? No, it means you had a great day. Mean means you had a great day. You performed well. You had a great day. And and in, in potentially in a competition, you had a better day than other people. Okay? I don't want to downplay winning because winning is really, really important. Okay? But I want you to put it into perspective. Okay? It's the little things that matter. The things that happen when you lose are the things that are going to make you a bigger winner moving forward, okay? Well, guess what? Everything that you gained when you prepared for your audition, you get to keep. Everything you gained, if it was additional, additional technique, you know, if you have a melismatic passage, if you don't know what that is, ask your director. If you had a melismatic passage in a piece of music that you had to build up the strength in your voice, in order to execute at the right tempo, well, guess what? You get to keep that. That gain, you get to keep. Every bit of te- technique that you perfected, you get to keep. Every step forward into greater musical maturity and expression, you get to keep. If you do an in-depth reading into the text of a piece, and it and it made you be able to feel moved inside, and it moved others when they heard you sing it because you understood it so deeply guess what you get to keep that understanding okay every note of expanded range you get to keep well i I couldn't hit that high a flat but guess what now i can you get to keep that the every, every second of additional breath you've gained you get to keep that as well okay maybe you couldn't you couldn't do that entire long run before, but guess what? Now you can. You can, you, you can sing for that additional two seconds without having to take a breath. That's amazing. Every nuanced understanding of lyrics or poetry or how pieces are put together, you get to keep that. Everything you learned about the composer or the music's historical context, you get to keep that as well. Every bit of dynamic variation you mastered Okay, if you can if you can sing beautifully pianissimo, right, in a way that you couldn't do before, you have a whole new palette of colors to paint with. You get to keep those. Okay, you went from the Crayola eight, you know, to the Crayola fifty two or whatever fifty six, however many. Right, you get you get shades of all of those of those original colors. You get all the shades. Okay. To put it in the video game, you know, uh, metaphor. You know, you've unlocked additional what are things that video game people unlock? I have no idea, but I was trying to go go somewhere with that. But you've unlocked these achievements, okay, that give you more power. Okay, I feel like that's like there's like a Zelda thing there somewhere. Okay, and you also get to keep every bit of confidence and poise, and that is the biggest one. You've done it, the only way past stage fright is just to do it, is to jump in with both feet and say, this sucks, but I'm going to do it anyway, and guess what, it's gonna suck less the next time you do it, and it's gonna get easier, and it's gonna get easier, and I promise, I promise you, it's gonna get easier every time. I take kids who are shaking in their boots And I make them, I make them into confidence machines by saying, oh, are you really uncomfortable? Well, guess what? Too bad. Do it anyway. And that's the way you become a person of value and of confidence. When the going gets tough and it sucks, you just do it anyway. So listen, in conclusion, the metal is nice. The ribbon, Great. The the experience you get in singing in an honor choir that's even nicer. You get the warm fuzzies when you get to sing with three hundred people that are just as dedicated as you are, right? But both of those lose their value over time. You'll forget the experience. You'll probably lose the medal. It'll probably be like I said under your parents, you know, under your bed your, at your parents' house. Okay. However, no one has ever regretted the effort that it took to become a better musician. If you have any interest in understanding that even further, you can go back in the 200 episodes before this one and listen to any of the great people that have been on this podcast. And many of them, or a few of them, you may have met before. It might even be your teacher. Might be somebody you've worked with in an honor choir or you haven't yet had the opportunity to work with in an honor choir. But guess what? You can go back and listen because they're not made of porcelain either. There's actually a type of Japanese pottery called kintsukuroi and what it is is um, a pottery that's been broken and it's been repaired with lacquer that has gold, silver, or, or platinum dust mixed in and they they put the pieces back together and join it with this lacquer glue, with this gold dust, and it makes the pottery even more beautiful. So it's, it's those broken pieces, and when they're put together, you know, they're filled in with this gold, and it makes it so much more special than if it was just a flawless piece of pottery. So go out there and fail, but make sure that when you lose, when you fail, that you keep in mind that those little failures have caused those cracks and those striations, but that you've chosen to fill them in with gold. You get to keep all those things that you learned, and it makes you even more beautiful and awesome. So I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I hope you go out there and lose a little bit and win in the process. You have a choir director who cares about you, and that's why you're listening to this right now. So take him or her seriously and have a wonderful time being a choral musician and a choir ninja. So have a great day. All right, Choir Nation, thank you so much for listening and for sharing this with your students. I hope it was helpful. Also, make sure... That you return on Friday through Monday of this week, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, weekend 2017, and pick up your very own set of Choirs Are Horrible over at choir.ninja forward slash game. Have a wonderful week and happy Thanksgiving. Choir Ninja Show.